Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. I am still recovering from my four-day-long weekend in Portland, my first trip ever to Portland. And by the way, thank you to uh, a listener, Laurel, who wrote in and gave some suggestions on what to see and do while in Portland. What a great city. Here's my little review of that. Uh, I spent four days performing at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, which is in its fifth year, I believe. And uh, what a fun festival. What a great time. Uh, my friend Andy Wood is uh, one of the creators of that festival, and uh, they, they do it right there. And what a great town. I didn't know what to expect. I had heard it was smaller than you'd think it would be, and it is. It's not that big of a city. Uh, I think it's only the actual city is about uh, around 600,000 people, and the whole metro area, maybe a little over a million. So not very big, but it's designed very well. There's a train that goes right from the airport right to downtown, which is awesome. I always love a city where the train actually goes to the airport, the one place you really want to take the train and not drive. Uh, what a concept. <laughs> Are you listening, Los Angeles? Anyway, uh, the downtown, very easy to navigate and get around. I walked all over the city. I was staying right downtown, right by the river, and... Um, I walk the streets. They're so clean, and it's so quaint. As I said to some friends up there, this town slaps you in the face with quaint. And um, I don't know if you've seen the show Portlandia, the comedy show. I believe it's on IFC. Uh, there's a little truth to that. I mean, it's very, um, I'd say, granola-ish. Uh, <laughs> a lot of white folks with beards. A lot of guys up there with beards. Uh, <laughs> a lot of plaid. A lot of Subaru Outbacks driving up into the hills, and but I'm okay with that. I'm a nature kind of guy. There's beautiful hikes and mountains right outside the city. I mean, right in the city, basically. And um, it was great. I enjoyed it, and I would love to go back. Very doable in three or four days, Portland. And from what I've heard from the locals, the summers are gorgeous up there. Not much rain, and they all say how great the summers are because... Um, it was a little gray when I was there. I saw the sun, of course, when you're driving to the airport back. We got to lift to the airport. Normally, I'd take the train. You know me, folks. But yeah, Portland, thumbs up. It's a full-on city, folks, but still a uh, small town in a way. So I would recommend it highly. That being said, my guest today is Ashley Colburn. Uh, I met her at a, uh, a travel function, and I was so happy when she agreed to sit down with us here. If you'd like to write me, you can write me at mike at traveltalespodcast.com. Our website is traveltalespodcast.com. Uh, you can go there, click on the iTunes link, and subscribe. And while you're on iTunes, hey, how about giving us a nice rating? That helps people find the show, boosts our presence, and uh, it's always a good thing, and it costs you nothing. And that's all I've ever asked from you people. Give me a nice rating, will you? So anyway, that's it. Portland, thumbs up. Ashley Colburn, folks. Here she is. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm here with Ashley Colburn. Hello there. Hello. You are a uh, producer. You're a host. And apparently, I learned this last night through our friend Johnny Jett, you are a star in Croatia. Well, How does that happen? How does a girl from San Diego become a star in Croatia? It's actually kind of a funny story. I'll and, be the judge of that. And I'm not... Well, <laughs> very true. Um, but the surprising thing is I'm actually not Croatian. And that's one of the first things that people think is, well, how come you've done so much work in Croatia if it's not even part of your history? A legitimate question. Yes. And here's the story. It started out as I used to work for a TV network and wanted to... called Wealth TV and wanted to do a travel show. And the first place that I wanted to go and film at was Croatia. Now, now why? What is, it, what is it about the country that speaks to you? Well, after my brother returned from backpacking through all of Europe, I was looking through his photos, and I saw a picture of Plivice Lakes, which is a national park in Croatia, and is absolutely stunning. And I said, 
where in the world is this? And he said, it's a country called Croatia. I had no idea where that was. Just like a Google. lot of people. You immediately Googled Croatia. <laughs> yeah. Where the hell is this? And you know, I thought I was very familiar with Croatia. I, I mean, with, with Europe in general. And because I studied in Spain and it's not like it's very far. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just told myself the next time I go to Europe, I'd love to go to Croatia. So then I thought that was the perfect place to film a travel show because it looked beautiful. And I knew that a lot of people didn't know even where it was or what there was to see there. So I did a lot of research and that's where I planned my first trip back in 2009 for a travel show. So do you talk the Wealth TV people into this or did they have you an idea to send you to another place? Well, I th- I talked them You're into like, going there. I want to go to Croatia. And they're like, we were thinking more uh, uh, Hawaii. Well, luckily, uh, my boss at the time had been to Croatia oh, and okay. really had a wonderful time there. So I had that uh, going my way, I guess you could say. And... I went, filmed for a week, came back, put the show together, and that show was called Wow Croatia. And that's... Wow, Croatia. <laughs> wow. You say that a lot there. Yeah. And, um, and that was the first of filming in 25 other countries. So basically, the, the series took off. Um, I then later changed the title from Wow to Take Off with Ashley Colburn, and I filmed in other countries. But then, about a year and a half ago, I was there filming an entire series on the country because going there just for one week, I realized the diversity that the country has and there's so much culture and things that I couldn't feature in just a 30 minute show. So I went and filmed seven one hour episodes called Wonders of Croatia. Seven one hour episodes. Yes. And where did this air? This is it's on Wealth currently as well? Air- no, it's currently airing all around Europe. So right now, even the Croatian people get to get to watch. The so show. you did this whole thing in English. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when they play this in Croatian, and do they dub your voice or do they subtitle? No, they're subtitles. But the thing I always is, wanted to be dubbed and see who <laughs> did my voice. You know, I've been uh, dubbed one time in Mandarin, and that was kind of funny. in Mandarin. Yeah. Oh, did, yeah. did you they give you a really high voice? Like, yeah. Did you think about that? <laughs> no, it's very interesting. To yeah. Watch. But um, that's a horrible stereotype I just did. By the way. <laughs> Okay, that's my... I thought it was perfect. That's terrible. Okay, (laughs) carry on. But yeah, so, but most television in Croatia is all in English. There are obviously subtitles, but uh, most people speak English too. So it's not uh, out of the ordinary. So when uh, Johnny said you were a star over there, (laughs) so can you like walk the streets of Zagreb and people will stop you and they know you? Um, some might, you know, I, I think it might be different the next time I go back to because now everyone has watched the series. Whereas before they just saw the coverage um, and the success of Wow Croatia here in the States. And that's kind of what spurred a lot of interest because, you know, they're very proud that their country can be shown, especially in the United States, because they want us to go there and and to see their beautiful country. So it's something that they're just very proud of. Um, a lot of times I just get thanked for doing what I'm doing. You know, it's not necessarily star, st- celebrity <laughs> status, but I mean, there are just people that will recognize me sometimes. Right. So I've been to uh, Dubrovnik. Mm-hmm. I went there for a film festival, which is pretty Interesting. I didn't know about their whole film community and stuff like that, but it was uh, it was fascinating. And then I went from Dubrovnik to Korchula mm-hmm. to Split. So okay. I just stayed along the coast. So yeah. I, see, I saw nothing inland. So what did I miss by not going inland? Well, one of the main things uh, that Croatia is known for is its fabulous wines. Now, you can find these on the coast, but also there's a whole region called Slavonia, which is just continental Croatia, that is known, like every other place in Croatia, for fabulous food. But they're really known for their hearty meats and, of course, the rakia, which is like the schnapps, <laughs> um, and, which I'm sure you got to experience a little I bit of that, I had a little too. bit of that. But, you know, inland and throughout Croatia, you really find so much culture. And that's something that I really, I feel that the best word to describe Croatia is unspoiled. You know, you don't go there and it's not a tourist trap. I mean, Dubrovnik is a place that many people know. Yeah, there's like three cruise ships a day pulling into Dubrovnik. Right, but a lot of times they're coming in for the day, they're touring the old city walls, and then they leave. But if you actually stayed there for a few days and got to see some of the surrounding cities and go on the countryside, or even just walk through the old city, city when nobody else is there, like cruise ships, you really feel something special. And I feel like, um, you know, just stopping there on a cruise ship definitely isn't enough. But throughout 
the whole coast and continental. I mean, Zagreb is a great city. You can walk the whole city uh, within a few hours, which makes it feel like a really small community. You can find your favorite coffee shops and all of that. But um, I'm I'm pretty much obsessed with the country. <laughs> I can't wait to go back. And, have, have you learned the language? Uh, da da. No, I have. Um, I understand more than I can speak, but. Okay. You know, I am taking lessons. I have a tutor here when I'm back here just because being there and filming there for three months. And then I went back for another three months uh, back and forth between Croatia and its neighboring country, Slovenia. And, you know, it would be a pity, I feel, if I didn't study the language just because I do know a lot of words. Uh, but by no means do I speak it fluently or mm-hmm. anything. I was with all these uh, Croatian actors and stuff hanging out at the film festival uh-huh. and met these directors and stuff like that. But I always felt bad because they were, and I, this happens in a lot of countries, that they would speak English at the table for me, mm-hmm. which was nice of them, but I feel I always feel guilty, like, oh, don't do that for me. You know? Yeah. Like I'm impeding on, they really want to talk you know, in their own language, and I'm just like, oh... You got to dumb it down for the idiot over here. No, but you know, I oftentimes sometimes uh, will say, why don't you speak Croatian? I mean, there's not a better way to learn it than, and every, and when you have, I think in any country with any language, people doing that, you pick up even through body language. I feel like you can understand so much, or even if you just know a few words here and there, you know, it's amazing how much you can understand sometimes, but like I said too, one of the advantages, especially for people from the U.S. going to Croatia is Mostly everybody speaks English, which is very nice. Yeah. Is it just me or uh, are Croatians really tall? When they I went, are they tall. They are tall. That, like, blew me. I was like, everybody seemed like two inches taller than I thought they'd be. You, you know, know, everybody's tall. I was told that actually the country just south of Croatia, Montenegro, has the tallest people in the world. Really? Which, you know, obviously I'm sure that kind of bleeds into uh, Croatia as well. Yeah. But they are, especially along the coast, they always say that the Dalmatian men and women are all very tall. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I can go there and even feel short sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're probably what, 5'10", five, 5'11"? Five, yeah, 5'10". Yeah, so yeah, you're not short yourself. But yeah. Is, uh, that's one of the reasons, like, basketball is very big there. Mm-hmm. And uh, soccer, of course. Yeah, sports in general, um, especially uh, so many athletes come from split. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're just, I mean, they obviously have a soccer team there, but... Hey, Duck. Uh, yeah, very good. I'm a, I'm a soccer fan as well. Oh, good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, also they have a famous high jumper that's from there, and she's goes to the Olympics. I mean, there's really a lot of athletes that come out of Croatia. Right. So let's get off of Croatia for okay, a minute. Okay, yes. And uh, let's start at the beginning. You're from <laughs> mm-hmm. San Diego. Yes. And when I met you last night, you said, uh, oh yeah, I went to college in uh, Colorado. Yes. And did you just grow up in San Diego and just go, this is just too beautiful and perfect, and uh, I got to get out of here, and the... <laughs> And you didn't even go, like I assume when people say they go from out of state to Colorado, I assume they go to Boulder. Because like, I grew up outside of Chicago, and any of the kids who didn't stay in state, if they could afford to go somewhere, they would go to these party schools, and it was always either Arizona State or Boulder <laughs> in Colorado. But you went to Colorado State. Yes. So I went to Colorado State How does that specifically happen? because, okay, well, first of all, I didn't want to go to school in California. I wanted to experience another state and thought college was a great opportunity to do that. But I also knew I was going to study journalism, and since I was little, thought I was going to be a news reporter. So I had been told since I was young that you have to pay your dues and move all around the U.S., and once you get this job, you know. So I thought, well, it'll be a good introduction for going away to school if I kind of get used to that being away. But I went specifically to Colorado State because they had a television program where while attending the university, it was basically a student-run news program that aired on a, a channel throughout the town. So from my first day at the school, I, I reported the weather. And <laughs> I basically lived at this station called CTV and worked there almost like it was a full-time job while I was going to school. So in between classes would go and, you know, I got to do some great things, cover the Democratic National Convention when it was in Denver. Um I went to like a Wheel of Fortune and did a lot of entertainment (laughs) reporting. I actually started a travel show called Inside Colorado College Style and would spend my weekends in different cities in Colorado doing a much smaller version of a travel show. You didn't Uh, call it Wow Colorado? (laughs) No. I think that would have been a little more catchy. (laughs) I wasn't that creative yet. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! Uh, (laughs) But isn't that, there's got to be, I mean, this is like media... Central here in L.A., I mean, there must have been some comparable 
Well, program. I don't want to say, you know, anything that I didn't want to come to L.A. Say but you I hate will L.A. Say, Just say it, no, you San Diego person. I mean, okay, it's nice not being able here. to live in San Diego and not really be up here with all of the... I mean, the thing People is... People like is, me. With Just what say I, it. No, but the I'm thing is, you. is with what I do in traveling... Um, it doesn't matter where I do the post or pre-production. Right, right. And that's the beauty of it. And so I'm from San Diego. So if I don't, I do come up here often. But if I don't have to live here, then I'd rather be in, in good old San Diego. I remember the first time I went, like visited out here as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I came here once to California as a kid. Like we did the Griswold vacation. We drove yeah. like from Chicago to, to Disneyland and went to Knott's Berry Farm. I think we went to San Diego, went to the zoo. Of course. And, uh, but I remember coming back here and it was like a January and uh, I was mountain biking with some friends in like Newport Beach or something. And it's January and it's beautiful, you know, and it's like we're watching the sunset, we're on our bikes and the sun is coming down over the mountains and the, the, and I just remember, we were all from Chicago at that time. We're just going, you know, people grow up here thinking this is completely normal. <laughs> this is like, this is, oh yeah, this is just scenery. And we're going, nah, just, it's, I can't imagine it. And so did you have an appreciation growing up of just how lucky you were to live in a, Beautiful place. Yeah, but you know, when I went to Colorado, that was when I said, oh my gosh, this is fall. Oh, this is winter. I mean, you got all four seasons. And I'm not going to lie, I thought that was a nice thing to experience, at least for <laughs> But you three. don't miss it? I mean, the snow, okay, you can get, there's, there were a few days I remember where I thought, I don't even yeah. know, what, I didn't know what this felt like being so cold. But I loved falls, and yeah. I, you don't get the falls like you get in Colorado here. Well, so here's the thing they say about what everybody I talk to when anybody tells me they miss seasons. The seasons were great, but they last like two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, autumn mm-hmm. is great, but that lasts like two, three weeks, and then you're in the shit <laughs> for six, seven months. And then that's like, oh, if I, oh, autumn. Yeah, it's beautiful when the leaves are changing and a little crisp in the air. That's about three weeks, and then it's in, you're in the crap. Again, you know. But then I was lucky in the fact that I had like a four to five week winter break. Yeah, and you and come I got back to here. come back here. Yeah. Exactly. So November, you know, right when it starts to get kind of cold, I would come back here for Thanksgiving week and then I'd go back for only a few weeks and then I'm back here for about a month. So it really <laughs> wasn't too bad. So where did the um, where did the traveling bug come from? Were your parents really into that? Did they show you the world? Uh well I would say well, I always say that my grandparents really gave me the travel bug. They're currently in Thailand right now, uh, wow, 85 Thailand. years old, and go, they just did Cambodia, and they were with my brother in Vietnam, so I planned their trip, and they are having, I'm sure, a great well, how time. How old are they? 85. 85, and yeah. they went to... The- that's a lot. Of, that's a lot. They're for them. troopers. They're that's a long flight. That's a long flight too for them. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. But you know, a few years ago, they were in South Africa for Good three for weeks, and yeah. But growing up, my family definitely did travel. I still have a lot of relatives in Germany and Switzerland. So one time we did do a big European vacation. Um, but every Thanksgiving break, uh, growing up, we always went somewhere, at least in the U.S. So I definitely had traveling. In me now, studying abroad in Spain, I guess, is when I could say that you know the real itch came, and that's because every weekend, you know, you're yeah, going to Europe. Rome or yeah, Paris, Europe, or you just go anywhere, just around Spain. And then after that, I went back the following summer to see more of Europe, and then just I always said that, well, okay, so going into the TV business, I was told. You always have to start out in news if you ever wanted to do something in entertainment. So if people told me that I, you know, was going to be hosting a travel show right now, I never would have thought that. I thought I'd be in like Fargo, North Dakota, still reporting the news. But AM Fargo. <laughs> but then Good again, morning Fargo with your <laughs> host that be Ashley. Nice? Yeah. I do really well in the snow. <laughs> um, but you know, I guess I just when I had the opportunity at Wealth TV to start the travel show, and then they, you know, believed in me and let me continue on and do it's country after country it was now i would never go back to news um yeah. but it's really just changed everything and i think anybody that travels know that traveling i mean might sound cliche but it changes you so um all i want to do is see the world or see what opportunities are out there and experience new countries and you never know that could then change something again so what part of spain did you go to school in uh, in alcala de Henares. it's Gesundheit. 20, <laughs> it's 20 minutes. Spell that. <laughs> uh, it's 20 minutes out of Madrid, a train okay. ride. 
So close to Madrid. So you weren't so by the easy. sea or anything. You were in the no, middle of it. Yeah. No, but it was nice being near Madrid because... Uh, I love Madrid. Quick flights to other places yeah, in Europe, yeah. too. You know, I didn't have to... When you're at hubs like that, I envy the Europeans in that. When you're in a big hub like Madrid, London, Paris or something, you're about an 11-hour flight max to just about everywhere in the world. Yeah. Other than Hawaii or Australia, you can go anywhere. You're really in the center of right. everything. Whereas here, it's the worst place to live <laughs> if you like to travel like internationally. Yeah. Except for like the Pacific Rim. But other than that, it's a pain in the ass here. Just the time change alone from California is hard. Yeah, well, you know, I'm off to India next week. Yes, that's That'll right. Be... So you've never been. I've never been. And uh, I worry about you because we were talking <laughs> right. about this last night. You were eating a uh, chicken wing. You're like, oh, this is spicy. It was not spicy at all. <laughs> I said, oh, this girl's going to have a hell of a time in India. They like it spicy over there. Well, that's so I hear. They, just, just warn them. Tell them you're like, no spice. Okay, I'll say no spice. Just and then none. maybe I can handle that spice. Yeah, yeah. You know? None to them is like, you know, yeah, yeah. level eight for you. Exactly. So you've never been. No. And this is just, are you shooting there or are you just for fun? Um, I am bringing a small camera to do some. Uh, sometimes I go on the news and we'll do uh, reports about, you know, the destination and they always say whenever I come back if I ever want to talk about where I went you know it's good for morning television so um, <laughs> I will do that probably when I get back but mo mainly I'm scouting for future shows um, and then I'll also be meeting my brother there oh yeah and then so but you're going you're starting in Goa where I've been mm -hmm. I spent a nice week in Goa I spent uh, New Year's there once oh wow yeah it was it was a lot of a lot of drunken Brits oh. uh, coming in it's a really weird place. It's like, not weird, but it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just like, it's very international. It's yes. not like hardcore India. Okay. Like, so know. it'll be a good introduction to the yeah. rest of my trip. <laughs> it's like, it's like saying Miami Beach is like seeing the rest of America. It's, right. It's right. not. Exactly. You know? So there's a lot of, uh, it's really popular with like Russians and uh, a lot of Israelis. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's like direct flights, I think now from like Birmingham and stuff. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you get the, uh, the drunken uh Brit beach followers, you know, that okay. kind of thing. Well, I have and a Russians dolphin cruise anyway. planned and visiting the wildlife it's nice, sanctuary. Really? So. Oh, that's nice. I think it'll be nice. Try to go to a silent party. I'll show you photos of that after this, but there's a, because uh, <laughs> they have, it's an outdoor disco. Oh. And so uh, not to disturb the neighbors, everybody wears the headphones. Oh my gosh. I've done something like yeah, that before. Yeah, it's fun. And then there's like three different channels on it. So and you dance like three different to your own DJs. music. Yeah. So somebody could be, you could be dancing with somebody and they're listening to something <laughs> completely different, but you're both like, yeah. And then and it's different colors. So uh -huh. you can see they're listening to the green. And so you click the green and you're like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. Okay. It's really well, fun. I'll have to do that. Yeah. You got to do that. Um, and then you're going up all the way to the Himalayas. No, and I, not going well, to Mumbai. You're not going to Mumbai. No. No, there's, but I'm no, doing there's nobody Delhi. there anyway. I'm doing Delhi and then Vrindavan and then Agra and Sakim. So then I'll be up in the mountains. Okay. And mm -hmm. are you going to hike up, like do a big I'm thing? I'm going to be trekking, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, this summer I'm climbing the Matterhorn and really? filming that. Mm -hmm. Oh, what? So this will be, well, I wouldn't really say this is good prep, but um, it'll be a nice introduction. It'll show me how much training I still need to do. When you say you climb it. Uh -huh. You're climbing it, so that is uh, you're bringing a camera, you're a crew with you. Yes. Wow. In July. Okay. So is there like a, you you camp on the mountain and then you yeah. Do the so whole what thing? you do is the night before you go to base camp, which is I mean I'm not sure what the altitude is, but it's quite a ways up. Already. How high is the peak of? It's about fourteen thousand feet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you did those in Colorado, too. Well, yeah, there's a lot of 14 I did one. I did Gray's Peak in Colorado. Oh, okay. I, well, I can't really say I've done one, but there are a lot. <laughs> well, <laughs> not like you went to school there for four years or anything. I think that was on the checklist that you were supposed to do before you graduate, <laughs> yeah. you know, climb a 14er. Do a couple 14ers and ski every mountain. Sure. But I think maybe the Matterhorn will make up for that. Yeah, that's But a, then that's at 2.30 <laughs> 2 in the morning, that's when you start your climb. Oy. But it's one day. I mean, you're up and down. I mean, that is if I make it. But I figured even if I don't make it, it probably will make pretty good television. It'll be great. It'll be great. So uh, do you <laughs> Am I hyperventilating and crying? Right. I can't make it. <laughs> is it just you or do you have a co-host or how does this work? Uh, it's me and then there'll be the crew, obviously. But I have a mountain guide that'll okay. be taking me up. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you need a co-host for this? Why? You want to go? Yes. Of course I want to go. Um, yeah, I've never been. I've never climbed uh, up there. But I've been to like Switzerland and, and all that. Yeah. But I've never, I've never climbed a big well, one like that. I want to do Kilimanjaro. That's, that's the oh, thing I want yeah. to do this year, which I've never done. You should do it. Bring a camera so we can all see it. 
<laughs> that's that's kind of the plan. It's kind of the proof. You know, I always say that when you do these crazy things, and I'm sure you've done lots of crazy things as well, traveling. I've done a few. But, you know, some people say, oh my gosh, why would you jump off that tower? Why would you go bungee jumping or this or that? And I always say, well, if a camera is filming, they're probably going to like double extra, triple check everything so your odds are much better of oh, yeah. nothing happening so same i feel like with climbing you know and plus it's you it's really bad press for you to get hurt there well yeah that's it's what i'm saying really like, bad pr there. for you of all people you know the reporter gets well, then hurt it's documented chances are too. you're gonna they're gonna <laughs> hear about it so after croatia aside from croatia uh-huh um you're going to india for the first time yes. what is your dream destination you haven't been mm. to that's hard. Um, you know, this is, I mean, it's in Europe. It's not that difficult to get to. I've never been to Ireland. And really? I think Ireland, I hear such wonderful it's things. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like I just need to go. You know, if I'm right. in Europe, I should just hop on over. But I also really want to explore Russia. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I do too, but it's not high in the list. Mm. Probably because I, I met mean, a lot of Russians. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, uh, I, I definitely want to see Moscow. But I mean, there's just so many others ahead of it on the list. that yeah. I, But I will get, get there eventually. And then I've never been to Australia. Oh, come on. Yeah, I've been you to New Zealand. So New I was Zealand's so close. Awesome. But I haven't you, been to Australia. How could you go to New Zealand and not just Well, it was over? for filming a show. So, you know, we were on a tight Take schedule. Take an extra week. And, I wish on, I could. fly over. <laughs> it's fun, though. You'd love it. Yeah. And, okay, as far as... An island or a resort, you know, tropical destination. I would love to go to Bali. Oh, it's just there. Mm. Beautiful. Oh. It's great. So that's definitely, I mean, it's so a lot of times people say, you know, what are your favorite destinations? And it's so hard to say because you can't compare some. Like yeah, I know. if you're the kind that wants, a traveler that wants to sit on the island and enjoy the beautiful water and that's I get bored, so I get bored shitless doing that. Well, yeah. I'm a scuba diver, so I got to do something. I got, I got to do that or got to do something. I can't just lay on a beach or a pool. Right. You can't compare that to a place that's full of history, to a place that's full of just culture. You know? I mean, mm. there's... So I always say, well, I don't know. I mean, I there are definitely places I want to check off the list. Uh, India being one of those. I feel like I can't not go to India. And especially if I want to film there, I don't think it necessarily... It's so big that I feel like I have to go and at least have some kind of introduction yeah. and meet a lot of people and kind of see what the best things are to feature versus going and being like, oh, I'm the travel expert here when I don't even know it. Right. So India is a land of extremes. I always find that people either love it or just absolutely hate it. Mm -hmm. And I was, I went through both while I was there. You know, it's like, uh, it's amazing good and amazing bad in a lot of different ways. Uh, I mean, the poverty was still the worst I've ever seen anywhere. But then again, there's, if you get out of the cities, I found that to be much more pleasant like in the countryside i found uh, i thought it was beautiful and i met some amazing people Mm -hmm. but i also got like horrible food poisoning (laughs) for the first time in my life so just like yeah so it was like uh, for every good thing it was like oh damn it (laughs) well that's one reason i think it'll be nice to go up to uh the himalayas yeah that part i didn't get visiting you know some villages and seeing a different side of just the taj mahal or big city delhi or mumbai or you know i just i always like that the best in every destination so you're doing the matterhorn but Mm -hmm. no while you're you know, not going to Nepal? No Everest for you? No base camp? Oof. Makes for good TV? Oof. Well, let's try to get to the Matterhorn Come on, first. you can do it. <laughs> Come on, Colorado. You know, I, I don't know about that. Yeah, that right. I can't say that's really well, the, base on the bucket list. Well, the base camp's not too bad. Base camp, I think, is at 18,000 feet or something. Oof. It's high. But, yeah, um, well. Do you get altitude sick? Actually, I did once okay. in Cusco or in Peru. Cusco, yeah. Well, but I know why. It was because I lost no. Okay. <laughs> it was because I lost one of my cameramen, and we were in a rush to go somewhere. I just told them to go around the plaza and um, and film. And I was looking for one of them, and I started running to find him. And uh, got that night, I was like, "What is this excruciating pain in my head?" But the hotel brought me an oxygen tank, and it went right away. I don't know if that was a mind thing, or they made me drink that cocoa, cocoa tea. tea. Cocoa yeah. tea, yeah. But um. They would have been. They brought you an oxygen tank? Yeah. And I just used it for like 10 minutes and then it went away. Really? <laughs> yeah. I've never, I've seen, I've never seen them do that. That was a fancy hotel. Oh, that is. You were saying much <laughs> higher end than I was. 
My yeah, the place I stayed would not have come around with the, the coca tea was as good as I was going to get there. But and, and I think sympathy, it, maybe. I probably shouldn't have been running around because they say, oh, no, take it really easy. But again, tight yeah. schedule. We have to get the show done. Lose a cameraman. We're late to our next appointment. There you go. So you were shooting at Machu Picchu? Mm-hmm. I actually filmed two shows when we were there. We, I filmed Wonders of the World Machu Picchu and then an episode of Takeoff. So Takeoff Peru. So okay. I just featured, you know, of course, Cusco and, and Machu Picchu in that show as well. Did you do the Inca Trail, the four days? Or No, I did either. the Hiram Bingham luxury train. <laughs> I took the train up to Agua Caliente, yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was the rainy season when I was there. And oh, they're okay. like, you want to camp for four days? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pass. Yeah, exactly. Gonna, well, that you train know, looks not too bad. One day, though, I would like to do that hike. Yeah. But no, probably not filming. I mean, unless I become this adventurous, everything I do is some hiking or trekking, but I don't think it's really going to go that way. <laughs> yeah. Just survive the Matterhorn, will you yeah. please? Um, okay. Uh, now a country that you went to and go, you know what? I'm good if I never come back here. Well, I've only had one of those experiences, and it's not that there aren't parts that I would go back to, but I don't think I'll, I probably won't go back to Sri Lanka unless I had to for a specific reason. But that was a lot having to do with filming there. I mean, again, my circumstances when I'm going places aren't like every other traveler. Like we're there on a tight schedule to film things, have to get all the permits, all of that. And you're you're also surrounded by a bunch of dudes, and then so there's a little protection factor there to... Like, yeah, you know, it's not. I mean, it just hasn't been that long since a uh, civil war, and you know when we have a <laughs> five years maybe. <laughs> but when we had the camera out the window, you know, we just got stopped a lot, and it just became more frustrating, especially tr- when you're trying to work there and feature the destination the best that you can. It obviously, my impression wasn't that great in Colombo, in the actual city, just because of that reason. But. Outside again in the countryside, oh, it was beautiful. Is and I would go back there for sure. Was there, aside from there, was there mm-hmm. another country that either was really hard to deal with and really gave you a lot of hassles? Um, as far as filming? Yeah, yeah. Um, usually they're okay. I mean, obviously, sometimes the Mediterranean lifestyle can put halter, you know, some of your... Especially if you're trying to get there in a fast manner, but yeah, they're not the in the fast. Part, they don't yeah, do they yeah, don't do hustling know? very well. <laughs> but again, I mean, then you get there and you're like, I could live here forever. Yeah. It's wonderful. Just you know, keep we should have a, th- a three hour lunch break every day. That <laughs> yeah. sounds great. Yeah. Um, but it's, usually it's. But that's another thing too. Is a lot of times people ask why I pick destinations. Well, most of the time it's if those destinations are re- willing to work with me. And make it easier. You yeah. know, if they're not, then I won't go there. And that's just because to go there, you want to make sure you did everything right. You're responsible for your crew um, and everything that comes with that. So you're not going to put anyone in any bad situation, too. Have you gotten any uh, creepiness with uh, as a woman overseas and um, scary moments or anything? No. I, I mean... I think I'm really lucky and that, knock on wood, you know, yeah. I, where's the wood? No. There's no <laughs> but, real wood in here. You know, a lot of times I do. <laughs> knock I, on this Ikea thing, whatever this is. I made think of that as long board. as, <laughs> I think as long as you're a good, um, I mean, you're aware of your surroundings. Yeah. You, you walk can into the mosque in your so halter top. Many, yeah, yeah, you can prevent so many things, you know, from happening. So, I mean, I'm also kind of a paranoid person in general, so I'm not going to you know, go out at night and walk around the streets by myself. You know, right. I've heard enough horror stories to be like, okay, what's smart to do as a woman traveler and what's not? So I'm not, especially if I'm by myself, I'm not going to put myself in any of those situations. So I can't wait to hear your uh, Goa stories. I was telling no, you about great. this last night. No, just <laughs> the fact that there were these um, like groups of Indian guys that would come to go and just hang out at the beach just to watch the Western women in their bikinis. Because like <laughs> well, Indian women would never... Where, well, like, that's why I asked you. Yeah, Am I women, even allowed to? Oh, yeah, you can. But uh, to them, it's, you know, it's, it's very exotic, you know, because yeah. you know, they don't see a lot of skin there. Women right. all wear like the saris and they'll and go into like, to their knees and splash their knees and stuff. But they'll, that's <laughs> all they'll do. Yeah. Well, I have those all packed, too. I have a friend that let me borrow some. So I am planning yeah. on, you know, she just basically said you don't want anything to be tight. You know, it's oh, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. one size fits all there. And there's no public displays of affection. Like people don't kiss or hold hands in public. It's mm-hmm. really, it's really fascinating. A lot more, and a lot more Muslim than I thought. There's mosques yeah. all over the country and, and uh, especially in Mumbai, there was a, a lot of it. But uh, there's so many, it's so big. 
and a, mil- a billion people. It's just like mm-hmm. to go to a place with a billion. Have you been to China? I still no. haven't. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to mainland China. I've been to I Hong Kong either. and Taiwan. Ma- but I've been to Macau. So. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. China light. Yeah. But it's uh, just uh, that many people. It's yeah. it's overwhelming. It's just like, wow, there's a lot of people in the yeah. world. Yeah. Just when you think, you realize just how much room we have here or how spread mm-hmm. out we are. You know, it's just like it's really... They're on you. And there's the animals there, too. Oh, and cows. Do you like cows? Because <laughs> I do um, like cows. you're going to get to see a lot of them. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, it's going to be... I think you'll be fascinated by it. Yeah. It's a fascinating place. It really is. Um, but where is it going to air that people can see it? Like, where... Is this online? Can people who... Or is this The natural? shows in general? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, everyone can watch. The only shows that I've done as, I, as a production company now are... At the, is the series on Croatia, Wonders of Croatia. So that's not airing here in the States yet. It's all around Europe. But whoever has Wealth TV, um, Verizon Fios and AT&T U-verse, so cable, is in, here in LA, Charter as well, okay. um, carries Wealth TV. And those will continuously air, take off with Ashley Colburn. I forget which night it is now, but it used to be on Friday nights. So Okay, so favorite cuisine... Mm. Octopus salad. Octopus salad. The seafood there was amazing. Yeah. And you know what was great? The prosciutto. Oh, it's I miss the prosciutto there. I ate so much of it. And the cheese. Yeah. And the olive oil, everything. Mm -hmm. Have you been to Thailand? I have. I I love love Thai food. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's really great. How'd you do with the heat there? The spice. Um... Oh, the spice! I was like, oh, it was really humid. Yeah, it's really humid. <laughs> um, it's not San Diego where it's perfect every day and no no flies. It was. I was fine, but I mean, I ate mainly pad thai off the street, okay. so it was really. Yeah, yeah, you played it easy. Okay. <laughs> oh, but the best mangoes and sticky rice. Oh, isn't that so good? I'm getting hungry. so good. I'm getting so hungry good. now. Just listen to it. <laughs> Favorite airline, least favorite airline, and scariest Ooh. flight you ever had? Oh, I have the good answer. For oh, that. good. Okay, so favorite airline, um, Thai Airways is actually really good. They are, they are but good. you know what? I really, really like Air New Zealand. Yeah. And I often will fly there. Um, you can fly LA to London using Air New Zealand because it's people coming back from New Zealand to LA, LA yeah, to London. Yeah. And. It's usually a pretty good price, and I just think everyone is so nice. They have a good movie selection. They always have a funny video to start off your flight. No, I really do like Air New Zealand. Uh, scariest flight coming home from the Seychelles Islands got electrocuted uh, or struck. Sorry, not electrocuted. So this, <laughs> so people by don't lightning. know Seychelles, is middle of off the Indian of Ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's off the coast of Africa. Yep. And uh, you got hit by lightning. Yes, coming back, we made an emergency landing in Milan, oh um, and. It was actually just quite the disaster because, I mean, considering how much I have traveled, this was really, I thought, you know, I'm pretty lucky to not have so many. I mean, hardly ever were my flights delayed. Did I lose luggage considering we had all this equipment? I've been pretty lucky. And then this flight, but then the problem was people went through customs once we landed they didn't control everyone so we got off and everyone's going what's going on everyone's yelling at us in italian and then we were told that we had to go to a hotel for a few hours so we went to a hotel um and we were supposed to leave that night well every hour it was like one more hour one more hour one more hour and at this point five minutes we weren't going to make our connecting flight so i was on the phone the whole time i basically long story short i had i ended up buying a new ticket from milan to london so that we could catch our the, the flight we missed from london home the next day. So the same time, just mm-hmm. if there were enough seats. So we just got switched tw- by 24 hours the next day. But that I went and talked to some, I made friends with some of the people that were on the flight and they said that they were there for two days. Two so days. they kept getting told, oh, we're leaving, we're leaving. And then they were. So yeah. when you're in a plane that's hit by lightning, uh-huh. first of all, how big of a plane are we talking? Was this like a propeller job or it was, was this like a big jet? Oh, no, it was a big jet. Okay. But is it like an explosion? So I was asleep and got woken up because of a light. A light. So I even saw like a light through all the windows shining bright. Oh, wow. Yeah. What did it sound like? And we we like lost some kind of part and they were flying it in from Germany and that's why. It was just like a big boom. Oh, God. Yeah. But you're kind of wondering when you're trying to sleep, you know. Did people scream or was there like people freaking out? 
Some people freaked out, but I've experienced a flight where there was really bad turbulence and people freaked out more during that. Yeah, than actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they told us, okay, we're going to land in Milan. You know, we have, we still have our other engine or whatever. So it was all okay. But best flight experience. Where did you fly first class mm, to? Ooh, and what airline? Ooh, Turkey. Oh, Turkish Airlines Turkish is good. Turkish Airlines is really good. Also, heard, Swiss International is good as okay. well. Mm-hmm. And everybody loves, and I've never flown them, Singapore Airlines. See, I've never flown them either. Never, Everyone ev- does they're talk They're always about that. like number one on the list yeah. and stuff. Oh, Emirates is good too. Emirates is good. Yeah. I went. I used them for, uh, to, actually from Istanbul to where did I, Singapore. I did Dubai LAX, so it was like a Ooh. 16-hour flight. Was it first class? Well, actually, it wasn't. I was in, I think... That's a hell of a flight. Yeah, but it was... But, I mean, I base it off of the movie selection, really. I mean, that's important. Sometimes it's the only time I really can sit down and catch up on all the good movies. Really? You book them through because of the movie selection? Well, there's some that Do you do that on the phone? I'd like to fly your airline, but I'd like to see your movie selection. (laughs) Well, I don't always go first class. Let's put it that way. So (laughs) they have good movie selection. I'm pretty happy. And then I like to be on the window. That's my... I'm an aisle person. Oh, see, mm-hmm. I feel like crammed in up against the. But you're thinner than I am. Maybe you have more room in this. Well, I like, and and then I, it's nice, obviously, if you don't have someone in the middle. Oh, but the coming back from Dubai to LAX, nobody was in my row. Oh, That's why I liked could it. You lie I across? laid down completely. Oh. I, I had eight hours of sleep, woke up, but I still had eight more hours of the flight. See, that's, so that's kind of. That's so. But I literally now. slept eight hours after nine eleven. That was like. Hardly any room any, on planes anymore. You know mm-hmm. how they're just jammed now yeah. because they cut so many flights. But I remember before that, uh, that would happen all the time. You'd have that row. You could just lay out and just pull up the uh, armrest. That's the best. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. So awesome. It's like a full bed. I remember full rows. You just ask the, the stewardess, can, can I go back there? And uh-huh. like, yeah, just go. Because <laughs> like, oh. I can't sleep. I got to take a red eye tomorrow and I can't sleep on red eyes. Oh, see, I'm pretty good at I, sleeping I on a plane. Oh, I, I hate you. God, I wish I could do just that. Just a glass of wine, you know, and you then take turn anything? the music. Are you no, an ambient no, no, person? No, 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 Really? I'm out. I take I mean... meth. Maybe that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should tone it down. Maybe I should take something else. So you're going to India next. Yep. You're going uh, to the Matterhorn in the summer. Uh-huh. Croatia, you get. I got the hookup if I ever go. Yes, let I, I'm me gonna know. I'm going to throw your name around there like an asshole. I'm going to be All like, right. I'm going to trash the restaurant. Do you know who I am? No. Do you know who I, I know? <laughs> I'm friends with Ashley. <laughs> I demand service. Um, you've never been to Greece? I've we talked been about been this to, last yeah, Neither I've have I. I've never been to Greece. Croatia's right there. I know. Maybe it's the, a hop, skip, and a jumbo. Remember when we went to go rowboat, sailing there? Get in a rowboat and just go over there. Okay. It can't be that much this different, summer. right? This summer, I'll try to get over there. What's in between them? Is it, uh, there's one country in between, right? It's Montenegro. Montenegro. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I got to get there. Montenegro is beautiful too. Is it? Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Okay. When you talk to people who ask you about all these places and they seem scared or whatever to go, how do you sell travel to them? What, what is the way you do it? Well, I mean, one of the things that's the most frustrating for me is talking to someone is if they just aren't even willing to go, you know, because you can tell somebody, oh, but it'll change you and there's so much to see and and all of this. But one way I think to maybe, well, is a good introduction to try to get someone to go somewhere was, first of all, you can start, a lot of people don't like to fly. And if you don't like to fly, you don't like to fly. But I get that. I don't agree with it, but I get it. Yeah. If someone said, oh, I have no idea where to go. Uh, one great thing is to ask them, you know, where they're from and where their roots are from and going back and experiencing, you know, whether that's their German roots or Swiss roots or Irish, you know, I think that that all of a sudden can have a connection. And if they don't have family there or something, because anyone also that has traveled and to visit people knows that sometimes that's the best. I know going to visit my family, you're just treated like royalty when you come and and we try to do the same when they come visit us. But um, it's the best way to get really understand the culture versus just maybe reading a travel book and, you know, doing the Colosseum in Rome, the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Like, I kind of don't really encourage that. I mean, those are must-sees, I feel like, in a lifetime, but... I always like going to the small villages and that, so I say finding the roots of where your history comes from is a, is a good way to try to convince somebody, you know, don't you, how could, okay, someone once told me, how do you know where you're going when you don't know where you came from? And I like that. That sounds like an old uh, 
fable or something that people yeah, would say. And, and you know, maybe someone did, but he just mentioned that to me. And An old Native American told me that no, in the TV. No, but I thought it was great because it's the truth, you know? Yeah. And and if you really don't care where you came from, I mean, that doesn't mean, you know, you have to do that. You can still go travel somewhere. A lot of people just want to sit on a beach. And you know what? That's great. And that's their perfect vacation. And sometimes people do the same vacation every year. And you know See, what? That, I don't I don't get that. Yeah, I don't really either. But maybe you can just convince them to just sit on a beach in another place. And then <laughs> yeah. they can be a little Try bit a different more. beach. <laughs> but yeah, some people just like to, to stay at home. And yeah, but um, anyone that you know, gets that itch, I feel like is always looking for the next spot to, to hit yeah. up. Yeah. No matter how hard I sell it, I, I always, I understand people who don't have the money mm-hmm. and I understand the fear of the unknown and, and getting out of your comfort zone. I get all that, but what I, I never can understand the people who don't have the curiosity. Yeah. It's like you've seen pictures of Paris your whole life and you'd never wanted to just, yeah. Right. Really? Or you don't want to see it with your own eyes ever? You just, no, I'm good. It's like, really? You're good? Well, sometimes, you know, I think people just watching it through television, I, and I, I hope that, you know, when people watch my shows too, that kind of gives them, that's why I don't like the shows to be too elaborate um, as well, as far as some people, okay, they aired on Wealth TV, does that mean it's all luxury, this and that? No. Do you have to have money to travel? Uh, yeah, you do, but, but that but doesn't not mean you have to think. do it. Exactly. So I like them to also be practical as where, and some of the feedback that I get is I watch your show and I feel like I can do that trip too. So I'm actually, well, I haven't told you this yet, but I'm starting tours to Croatia based off of the Croatia series. So basically if someone watches, you know, the show on the region of Istria, um, they can do everything that I did in that show. And the tours are designed for that. Yeah, they're custom designed for each individual or group, but it's cool because they're not just saying, oh yeah, look at, she has this great job, you know, at least even if they can't do all of that, like if they maybe can't afford all of it, you can, they can still pick certain parts that maybe were their favorites, or maybe they don't want to do the adventurous stuff. They just want to eat or, you know, visit the vineyards. Is this AshleyWowTours.com? It's a Wonders of Croatia <laughs> tours. I'm so I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell Wow the whole time. I'm just like no, but wow. there was only there was only there was only Wow Croatia. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, do you have a, a philosophy? If there's is you have a travel philosophy? What's Ashley's travel philosophy? Well, okay, so. Uh, maybe it's really not a philosophy, but I always say, you know, when you said some people get are uncomfortable to travel, I think that the best, well, with my everyday life, I'm not comfortable unless I am uncomfortable. If that makes any sense. So when I go to a destination, I mean, it's constant problem solving. I mean, being a producer, you arrive somewhere and, you know, what if you're in Bermuda and you're trying to feature it as an island destination and it's raining? Don't worry, that happened. So what? I still have to figure it all out. So it's constant problem solving in on the job. And it's, you know, spur of the moment. And whether you know the destination or not, you have to do that. But with that, if I just arrived someplace and I was comfortable, that kind of defeats everything. You know, I like to be uncomfortable so that I can adjust to it. I mean, nobody okay, this is kind of counteracting what I just said. No one really likes to be uncomfortable. Everyone likes to be in their comfort zone, but it's when you when it becomes a daily habit and you're used to it, that's what you expect. And life is boring if it's just comfortable for me yes. now. Like I'm I, always amazed that people go there and they're... And they're you f- they forget how everything here is just immediate and like, oh, I'm hungry. There's something I used to eat like right there. Yeah. Oh, I want my normal Starbucks. Oh, there it is right there and I can just get it. And then you go someplace and no, it takes a little effort. Yeah. And sometimes that's good. And in my case, <laughs> you're always lost. Yeah. Oh, are you like... Oh, you can't drive the stick shift car. Are you the bad directions person? <laughs> oh, you go... I say oh. right, you go left. I mean, real, I'm really? not kidding you. Even here in LA. I mean, let's face it. Thank goodness my I have a phone with internet that has a blue dot that I See, can See, that's follow. your comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, and then I get you there You got to read a paper map. I'm so good. I love maps. I'm like... Oh, I'm, see, the, I can't, I'm the directions guy. I'm I really can't good. read a map. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I guess I could if I really tried. I'll but, drive for you. You okay. hook it up. Okay. And I'll be. I'll read the map. You'll read the map and I'll drive? Read the map. I'll drive, too. Okay. I can drive a stick. Well, I can now after being <laughs> After destroying three clutches. After having no... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, as someone who hosts a TV show mm-hmm. about travel, uh, what are the other TV shows about travel that you really admire, like you're a fan of? Well, um, 
Like I would love Anthony Bourdain's job, of course. That's like the dream gig. And a lot of people say, oh, so you're like Samantha Brown. And I love Samantha Brown, but my show's not necessarily like hers. But I've always watched Samantha Brown, and I think she's great at what she does. And she has this quirky side to her that's always fun. (laughs) And I know that's why so many people love watching her. But my show, again, so a lot of, um, you know, travel hosts, uh, Samantha Brown, Rick Steves, you know, these big names in the industry, uh, a lot of times they state a lot of the facts so to the camera you know what I mean they're hosting it in that way where my show it's more of me interacting with the locals so rather than me maybe I I, I do know about the destination or you know how many people live in the town but rather than me saying that I have the locals say it right and I'm pretending to be more of the tourist which I am the tourist um but that way and I think that's another way that a lot of the viewers are able to relate because uh, they would be asking someone similar questions so uh, I love I love watching the Travel Channel, um, mm-hmm. which the Travel Channel has has so much food uh, involved in it right now yeah, too. It which... It's a weird mix. I mean, I'm I love food, and and it's a huge yeah, part me, of and travel. that is it is a it's huge. Get a little part. food food heavy though. Isn't yeah, it? you know, in my show I also do feature food, but it's usually involved. In, you know, I'll go fishing, and then we'll cook up the fish and and things like that. But. Um, a lot of times people do just travel to eat though. And I, um, <laughs> admire Which I can them do. for I doing mean, that. Yeah. Certain places that's all you can do. Like yeah. Singapore. I mean, you just, there's other than like maybe gamble, there's, you eat. That's yeah. all. That's really it. Yeah. And the food is amazing. But I, I, yeah, I just reserved a day of just eating. Like I went to the different like hawker centers, the food courts, and I just went from one to the other and mm-hmm. ate. Well, if you go to Croatia, let me tell you that you can be there not to just eat, but you'll eat the whole time, but you're also seeing places. So. Yeah. Oh, back with the Croatia again. It oh, all sorry. Comes- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> wow, Croatia. Wow. <laughs> um, this has been fun. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to uh, plug? What's their website? Will people go see you? Well, I write about all the destinations on ashleycolburnproductions.com. And soon you can find out all about the tours there as well. And I have little videos that go with each tour. So you can watch me and, you know, kind of put yourself in my shoes. Um, but then also on my Facebook uh, fan page, you can follow me. And those pictures from India, I'll still be posting um, a lot of updates. And my Twitter is at Ashley Colburn, so all pretty easy. But um, I'd love everyone to to follow me and ask any questions, whether that's being a woman traveling around the world or being a TV host or how that works with the planning. A lot of times people just think that, you know, it, it it's just me going to these great destinations and everyone's case. And, you know, no, I'm really experiencing and figuring it all out just like anyone at home would. So I'm happy to be in touch with anyone that has any questions. Well, that's great. Well, I'm glad you can make it today. Yeah, it thank like, you for having me. Yeah, it was just like a stroke of luck that we met last night and you happened to be in town. Yeah. And I caught you right before you go back to beautiful San Diego. That's right. And India. And India. Well, Wish uh, me luck. Yeah, I, I want to talk to you about <laughs> India when you get back. So that'll be really fun. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how you do there. Hopefully I, think you'll be I don't just get fine. sick. Now Your you experience. have me worried. No, just bring my stomach <laughs> stuff. You'll be good. I got it already packed. <laughs> All right. And do you like rice? Yes. Do you like bread? I love bread. Okay, you'll be fine <laughs> live on the car yeah. <laughs> you'll be just fine that's ashley colburn everybody thanks thank you <laughs> <laughs>